Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Right now. Realizing I watched a lot of uh, television with the youngsters back in the day. How about that? I'll say it again. That cab driver in Bucherrios, Mexico, when he said, Senor, your Espanol's mucho bueno. Why is that? I said, uh, Dora the Explorer. That's right. <laughs> Learned so much Spanish. I got to brush up on my Spanish, though. <laughs> yes, you do. Come estas. Una más, por favor. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to the RP Show. Oh, very excited about this one today. Very uh, eclectic guest list coming up. We continue to broadcast from South Florida for one more day. Then we'll be jet setting back to the great white north. And uh, very excited to welcome in our co-host, our boss, the president and CEO of DuPont Media, and the owner of the RP show, the eclectic Darren Moose DuPont, who's got a very busy weekend ahead of him today. How are you doing today, Moose? Good morning uh, or afternoon in, in Florida. I'm, I'm great. I'm uh, excited Good. to have coffee for a couple hours and then get the weekend started. Well, I'll tell you what, I've had enough coffee and I want to get a couple of things out of the way first. Uh, it's, I've been ready and prepped for this show for so long. I've had my prep done for so long, I almost forgot what, we, what I wanted to talk about. So we'll get back on base with that. Uh, I did a little road trip today, as uh, you know, because I was on the phone with you, to Boynton Beach, Florida, which is the home of Danny Barrett. And a lot of people thought I was going to see Danny Barrett the running backs coach of the Houston Texans. No, 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 no. I was on a, a mission to get something else. But I was in the home of Danny Barrett, which was kind of cool doing that. But now I'm back here and ready to talk sports with you on this football Friday for the next two hours. But our guest list has been added to just in the last moments. We've got Jackson Jeffcoat, star Winnipeg Blue Bombers defensive end, going to join us coming up in the next segment. We've got Ryan Ballantyne joining us, Calgary Stampeders blogger, podcaster, chief punk, and also announcer from the Palace Athena's Fight Club event Saturday night, Women's World Fighting Championship, but also... Palace Athena has lined us up with Chris Cyborg, who is one of those MMA stars that transcends the sport. It's not just the sports fans of MMA that know Chris Cyborg. Everybody knows Chris Cyborg, and she's going to be with us coming up later on this hour. She's the current Bellator women's featherweight champion. She's also a former UFC strike force Invicta FC world featherweight champion, and she's the only MMA fighter in history, male or female, to become a Grand Slam champion, which means holding world championships across four major mixed martial arts promotions. So she's going to be with us a little later on. So it's a very big day, but let's jump right into uh, the quick six show, show topics, please, if you don't mind. Blow the horn, Jordan. How about that? Uh, for the hockey fans, yeah, we're going to start with Thursday night in the National Hockey League. It seems so long ago, but there was a, it was a fun night. And Here's our one-timers, real fast. David Pasternak in Boston scored a hat-trick. Tuka Rask made 24 saves in his season debut, and the Bruins beat the Philly Flyers 3-2. In Tampa, Stammer scored his team-leading 18th. Andre Vasilevsky made 24 saves, and Tampa Bay defeated Vancouver 4-2. Florida's now Death Valley, Moose. It used to be California. You'd go in there as the road team and get your ass kicked by the Kings, Sharks, and Ducks and get sent on your way home. That's now Florida. The Lightning and the Panthers kick your ass and send you on the way home, asked the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Igor Shesterkin made 37 saves in his return from COVID protocol. Braden Schneider of Prince Albert scored in his NHL debut in New York blank San Jose 3-0. That's the Rangers. 
Mikey Anderson, Victor Arvidsson, and Anze Kopitar scored in a, pa- a span of 123 of the third period. L.A. down Pittsburgh 6-2 for his third straight win. In Raleigh, Yegor Chinikov scored two goals. He dazzled for the Blue Jackets. And Elvis Merzlikens posted a 31-save shutout as Columbus blank Carolina 6-0. Emil Bemstrom, Patrick Line, Cole Sillinger, friend of the show, and Jack Roslevic also scored for the Blue Jackets. Uh, Matthew Barzal scored with less than five minutes to go to push New York past New Jersey 3-2 Thursday night. Lane Lambert, his friends call him Vane Lambert. The former Saskatoon Blade led the Islanders on the bench because Barry Trotz was in COVID protocol. Everybody in Winnipeg's excited. Connor Hellebuck made 33 saves for his second shutout of the season. And Andrew Cobb scored twice in Winnipeg's 3-0 victory over Detroit. If you threw some change on that game with the 1.5 point spread favoring the Jets with Bet Regal, you won. Spread was 1.5, Jets won 3-0. Hey guys, Moose here. When you're done listening to this podcast, you should check out Blindsided. The Players' Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. It's hosted by former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. The show shares moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It's called Blindsided from the Players' Tribune. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. And they've already had guests that include Kevin Lowe of the Oilers, Paul Bissonnette, and Kurt Warner. It's available now. The Players' Tribune launching its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided with Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Dr. Diane McIntosh. You can check it out now when you're done listening to this wherever you get your podcasts. Robert Thomas and Pavel Buzhnevich scored in the third period as St. Louis came back to beat Seattle 2-1. Jeff Skinner scored twice, and Aaron Dell made 29 saves to lead Buffalo over Nashville 4-1. Did you see any highlights of that game? Dell, it was his first win, first career win. He charged out of the net and threw a body check against the boards. Did you see that? I saw it. I saw it. I'm like, what's he doing? But then I loved it. It was incredible. First time I ever saw that, Aaron Bold did it. With the Saskatchewan rush, I'm like, this is amazing. But that's lacrosse. I can't believe that Arundel did it last night. And good for him. And he got the win, too. That's like a Gordie Howe hat trick for goalies. That's a Ron Hextall hat trick. Uh, (laughs) Philip Kurashev scored 224 into overtime. And Chicago topped Montreal 3-2. The Habs have dropped five straight. They're 1-9-3 in their past 13. And the Habs are now officially last place in the National Hockey League. Who saw that coming? And lastly, in Calgary, Nick Paul scored twice in the first period. Matt Murray made 27 saves for his first victory of the season. And Ottawa beat Calgary 4-1. And just before we move on to point two, I don't know if you saw Daryl Sutter, the Jolly Rancher, after the game. He talked about... They're not playing enough games, and there was no emotion. I saw enough of that Flames game last night that they did play with. They didn't match the Senators, and the Senators haven't been playing a lot either. You saw Matt Murray's comments probably after the game, how great it felt to get that win. The Sens had the mojo going, but the Flames did not, and I can't blame. Here's Daryl rallying to his players' defense where they were lacking emotion, and man, it would be tough to play in this environment right now. Junior hockey, any sport that's on these pauses, man, I... Give Daryl credit for having his players back. What's the hardest thing to do? Start once you stop, 
right? Whether it's anything, mm-hmm. whether it's a diet, whether it's running, whether it's exercise, whether it's reading, anything. You get going and you get in a cycle and you get moving and the momentum from game to practice to game to game to practice to practice and you just get in the rhythm. But when you sit down and breathe, you realize it feels pretty good and it's, it's tough to get back up off the couch again. And that's tough. And when you see Ottawa on your schedule, you think it's the Ottawa Senators. We're just going to have our way with them. But what we don't realize is that Ottawa is this really young, youthful team. And while they may not put up all the results, they've got a ton of energy. And so you have to actually work against this group. And if you're not, you see what happened with Calgary last night. Yeah, I saw that when they came through here uh, in Florida. They do work hard. They don't win much, but they work hard, which is a sign. And they're talented. They just don't win. It's a sign that they're on the right track. Um, welcoming in our comments today, we will award the $50 gift card for the taco time comment of the week. Craig Drebit is watching in Calgary. He says, bonjour, Rod. Allez-vous parler français aujourd'hui? Do you know what that means, Moose? No, no. It means good morning, Rod. Are you going to talk French? Are you going to talk French today? No, Craig. (laughs) <laughs> the I universal like language of no. Hey? <laughs> no is no in every language. Like, doesn't matter. Pretty, pretty oh, much. No. Pretty much. Um, it's funny because everybody's still talking about our interviews yesterday uh, with the fighters. And one of the fighters, the female fighter, who was our rock star of the day yesterday, by the way, Clara Resigulo. Uh, French was her mother tongue, and she didn't speak much English. There you go. Rock star of the day, Clara Resiglio. And by the way, we got some real challengers for the rock star of the day today for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Jackson Jeffco, Chris Cyborg, and Ryan Ballantyne coming up. But no, no front, no Francais today. By the way, there is a meet and greet tonight at the Alt Hotel, Calgary East Village, with Chris Cyborg in advance of Saturday night's Palace Athena's Women World Fighting Championship. So come on down. And meet Chris Cyborg tonight, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Alt Hotel, Calgary East Village. Look at us with the Calgary flair to the show. Um, Trent is watching in Norway. He says, Norway here. Evander Kane must change if he signs with the Oilers. His NFL playoff predictions are Bengals, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams, Steelers, and Patriots. He says, time will tell if these are right. I'm getting to that, and we really got to speed up here. Um, point two is NLL game night. There are two games tonight. The Georgia Swarm are at the Buffalo Bandits, and the Saskatchewan Rush are home to the San Diego Seals. Tenuous, maybe. You're going to be doing color commentator t- uh, duties on the Rush broadcast tonight. Somebody sent me the San Diego Seals roster. Over half the team has been placed in COVID protocol. So, Moose, I'm going to ask you what you know about that. Is there still going to be a game? Are they going to be playing with a bunch of in- reinforcements? What's the deal with tonight's game at Sastel Center? Yeah, it'll be a bit of a patchwork roster for San Diego, and I'm sure they're going to come in with a bit of a, a smaller roster, but they're going to have to piece this together because my understanding is this game's going ahead. I mean, I'm watching this on an hour-by-hour basis, um, but once I'm off the air here, I'm off to Saskatoon to do that game. They'll be fine. They're one of the better teams in the National Lacrosse League, San Diego is. Um, Dane Dolby's one of the best players in the National Lacrosse League, obviously formerly of the Calgary Roughnecks. They got two really amazing rookies who are one and two in rookie scoring. So, yeah, they'll be strapped a little bit. The legs will be tired afterwards, but they'll be okay, I think. 
It's a football Friday, and so let's move on to point three. And I just had simply written CFL signings slash news. There was an avalanche of it, and bravo to the CFL for that. Um, led off with Edmonton head coach Chris Jones continues to put his Edmonton Elks coaching staff together. On Thursday, the Elks hi announced the hiring of newcomers Anthony Vitel to coach the O-line, Brandon Isaac, B.I., coaching defensive backs, Demetrius Maxey, to coach the D-line, Cam Robinson coaching linebackers. Our friend Sammy, Sammy G, has been hired as the director of U.S. scouting. He's the Sammy that I refer to. By the way, it's 11-11 where you are, Moose. And uh, he's in Orlando, Sammy, so congrats. Talked to him last night. He's very excited about the appointment. Um, John in Edmonton has written in and asked what, what I think about Chris Jones anointing himself the general manager, head coach, and defensive coordinator. What do I think? He did it in Saskatchewan with great success. What's there to talk about? Of course, he was going to do that. Uh, Ottawa head coach Paul LaPolice added two new faces to his Red Black staff yesterday. We, had, we talked about that yesterday on the show. Red Blacks, though, released 12 players, including Kenny Stafford, uh, quarterback Dominique Davis, all that is, clearly, is um, new general manager Sean Burke making room, obviously, for whatever they're going to do. I don't think we should be surprised by that. And the CFL prospect rankings were announced as well. The first list of the year, Ottawa's Jesse Lucetta, a linebacker at Penn State, topped the CFL Scouting Bureau winter list of the top 20 prospects for the 2022 draft. Jesse Lucetta. And by the way, uh, Jordan Williams, who topped the list a couple years ago, was named CFL Rookie of the Year. BC took him, as you know, number one overall, and uh, it paid off. I want to say this. I had a note from a former sponsor of ours. I want your take on this. He said, this CFL news with the signings is boring because all it is is players re-signing. They weren't going to go anywhere. This is boring news. This isn't news. And I'm like, um, I respectfully disagree. Because Willie Jefferson could have left Winnipeg. Jackson Jeffcoat could have left Winnipeg. Kyran Swerve Moore could have left Saskatchewan. So, yeah. and this is a pretty ardent Rough Rider fan that said that. I believe that it, that it is new. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it is. Especially when it's big names like that. When you're re-signing depth guys, it's a little different. But we're talking about star players. You know, and in a league where... We are not seeing players stay with the same teams for five, six, seven, eight years. Uh, a re-signing is a big deal. So, no, I, I still think it's news. I think it's exciting. You know, and, and in all the CFL news you brought up, the, the prospect list actually gets me the most excited. Um, there was three Huskies on is that, that right? list to lead all schools, right? That was great. Um, I think it was Nathan Cherry, Adam Mackhart, Noah Zur. But what... Number two and three, I believe, were the Philpot brothers. If we want to keep on the Calgary train, the two-star receivers sure. out of the Calgary Dinos program were ranked two and three. So that's exciting for university football in, in this country. Yeah, well, I get where the fan was coming from. And he, you know, it would be news if somebody left. You know, it's, it's more news in that regard. But this is what they have. And we bang on the CFL for not having a lot of off-season news. And they have it. Uh, I don't have a problem with it at all. Uh, and it certainly has the fans of their teams geeked up. Uh, to the NFL, and we'll speed up here, but this is what I got as point four in the quick six show topics. The lines have shifted a little bit, very marginally, at Bet Regal, because everybody's going to go down and throw down their bets, right? Or play for free by clicking on the play free sports book at betregal.net. The favorites are still the favorites. It's just the lines moved a little bit. 
Saturday doubleheader. Raiders at Bengals. Bengals favored by five. It was 5.5. Patriots at Bills. I'm predicting an upset there. Bills are favored by four and a half. Sunday, Eagles at Tampa. Bucks favored by eight. 49ers at Dallas. Cowboys still favored by three. Steelers at Chiefs. Chiefs still favored by 12.5. And then Monday night, it's the Cardinals at the Rams and L.A. still favored by four. Our poll question today is of more interest to me today. It is who will be the NFL coach of the year? We came up with, off the top of our heads, these four names. The Patriots, Bill Belichick. The Packers, Matt LaFleur. The Bengals, Zach Taylor. And the Titans, Mike Rabel. And then Moose went and looked up the odds at Bet Regal. And these are the top four guys leading the poll, Moose. Your Tennessee Titans head coach, Mike Vrabel, he's got 42% of the vote. And did you not say he's already been awarded that by whom? Who did their coach of the year Fox already? Sports. Yeah, Fox, Fox Sports, they handed out their fun little uh, internal awards, our awards, they said. Um, and Vrabel was the coach of the year. I think he's the only choice. Matt LaFleur is the betting favorite right now. And that's because his team is number one in the NFL. So when you're number one, your coach leads you to number one you know, you're probably going to be the favorite to win the award. But, I mean, over 90 players have come through the Tennessee Titans roster this year and played. That's more than anybody else. The adversity can't be matched. And the ability to get it done, they're 6-2 and two against playoff teams right now. They were 6-3 and three without Derrick Henry, lost the, the offensive MVP of the NFL. So, you know, I think it's Mike Vrabel. I know he's my guy, but the poll kind of backs me up too. All right, Moose, we'll see you, I guess, not till hour two. Yeah, see you then. D Dean Tix is watching in Green Bay right now. He says, do you think Mike McCarthy is on thin ice if Dallas loses to San Francisco this weekend? Well, I hope so, but he's in year two of a five-year contract. Jerry Jones saying yesterday it is a championship or bust for the Dallas Cowboys. I do think he's on thin ice. And Jackson Jeffcoat lined up to join us next has Dallas Cowboys running in his veins. He plays for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We'll talk. All things football with the star Winnipeg Blue Bombers defensive end when we return. It is a football Friday. You're watching on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday coming to you from sunny today, South Florida. Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. We do have some hockey news today. Hockey Canada and Canadian Olympic Committee naming Shane Doan, the general manager of the men's hockey team for the Olympics. Claude Julien as the head coach. And we've got a lot of questions coming in from our viewers about the Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco Giant uh, 49ers matchup coming up Sunday afternoon. We'll talk to our next guest about that. I'm very excited to welcome in Jackson Jeffcoat, star defensive end of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, a Dallas guy, his father Jim, a Cowboys star. I got to think, Jackson, that you're still a big Cowboys fan. It is your hometown. Can, can I start there? How are you feeling about Sunday's game? Uh, I'm actually in Dallas at the moment. I'm going to be going to the game. Uh, unfortunately, I can't say I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Well, yeah, you didn't. <laughs> I'm sure you have your own reasons. Played for the Seahawks, Redskins, and Browns. We still will get into the game, but what's Dallas going through right now in advance of uh, the biggest game in a while 
in the Big D? I mean, everybody seems really excited up here. So everybody seems like they're ready to go. Uh, I think they should win. Uh, if they don't, it's going to be real sad for the city. They 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 need to get a playoff win. That's huge for the city. They have. They absolutely do. There's no doubt, and the world will stop. That's my team. So late Sunday afternoon, the world will stop for me to watch it. Jackson, this is what I'm itching the most to ask you. Willie Jefferson, longtime close personal friend of mine. You two are the bookends on that Winnipeg defensive line. But he's jumping around all the time. He's doing all the interviews. You're just the quiet guy going about your business. What is that friendship like between the two of you Texans over there in Winnipeg? We have a really good friendship, actually. Uh, when I get back to Austin, we're probably going to get together. He's got a new little puppy um, that he got for his daughter. And I have two little dogs as well. We're going to get together and probably go on a little dog play date with the with the dog. So we get together whenever we can. We train together. Um, we've really gotten closer these, these last couple of years being together. And it really started from because of him. Oh, you got to tell me that how that he because you've been there since 2017 in Winnipeg, right? You got you went to Winnipeg first. How did this start because of Willie? So Willie reached out to me when he was um, I'm pretty sure he's going in the free agency. And yeah, I think you had some serious talks with Winnipeg and he was telling me that, hey, I'm going to be in Austin. Uh, my wife from there. I'm going to come train with you and Jay Hills, which is this, this guy named Jeremy Hills that played at Texas with me. Uh, Willie and him are both Kappas. So they, um, he hit me up and I was, I was like, yeah, this dude is a good dude. Um, and from then on, we just, we trained together. We became friends, ended up coming to Winnipeg and our friendship has grown even more since then. Well, he's such a such a good guy, and if you're friends with him, I can tell that you're a great guy too. But well, I mentioned that you you were with the Seahawks, Redskins, and Browns. You find your way to the CFL in 2017, and you just made a home there in Winnipeg. And now you got two splashy rings, Great Cup championships. It just seems like home for you, or home away from home. What what does Winnipeg and the Blue Bomber franchise mean to you? Man, it means a lot. It means um, it, I, I got a lot of love for the the city of Winnipeg, just because me coming from the NFL, not knowing what was going to go on. And when I come to Canada and going into a situation like that, where they embraced me, uh, just seeing the, the culture that was in place before I got there and how we've grown it over the years, it was, a uh, they had the blueprint. They just had to get the guys in there. And it's just been special to me to go there. A lot of people look at Winnipeg and are like, Oh, this not a great place, not a fun place to go, but I, it is what you make it. And I don't need the big city. I don't need all the fancy stuff. I just, I like the chip. So it's a good place for me, good place to eat. Lots of, lots of good things to do as far as like going out and getting on the river or anything. It's just like, I just enjoy it. Now, I don't know how, how people enjoy it right now. I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to deal with the cold now, but other than that, it's a great place. Yeah, hence why I'm in Boca Raton and you're in Dallas, Texas. I'm not big on Canadian winters. But I, I got to ask you this. I was in the Moncrief Center in Austin last time I was there. Big shrine to Jackson Jeffcoat. You've seen it. Uh, Ricky Williams, Vince Young. Yeah, look, you're smiling already. Talk about your time with the Longhorns. And what's it like for you every time you go back? 
So that's where I'm, I'm at in my off season. And so I get to go up there and see, I got to see the progress that they did in renewing or rebuilding or making a new part of that stadium in the South end. It's amazing. Uh, it's really cool. It's really cool because I came in as a, uh, a top recruit going to University of Texas as a five-star. Oh, no, it froze. I'm, I'm hanging on his every word, as is all of Winnipeg and the CFL fans. I hope that Jackson knows to hit refresh on his screen. And what he's talking about is a top recruit going into Austin, where the University of Texas. He was a USA Today Parade EA Sports High School All-American back in 2009. So he literally had the pick of schools to go, and he chose the Texas Longhorns program, ends up in their Hall of Fame, and then into the National Football League and a couple of stops there before finding a home in Winnipeg back in 2017. And listen, when I found out that the Bombers were putting Jackson Jeffcoat on this show today, I, was ex I had all these questions for him, and you can see why. Uh, Two-time Grey Cup champion, consensus All-American in 2013 with the Longhorns, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. And he's coming off a season in Winnipeg where he was not only a West Division All-Star, but also named All-Canadian, which means first-team All-Star in the Canadian Football League, Jackson Jeffcoat of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 6'3", 253 pounds, a lean 253 pounds. And I'm interested also to get his story on why... He's not a Dallas Cowboys fan anymore, given the fact that his dad, Jim, was a star with the Cowboys. Funny how those things tend to happen. Let me uh, sashay into the comments section here. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Jenna watching in Southern California. The Dallas Cowboys will win the Super Bowl. Well, for Mike McCarthy's sake, the head coach, I hope so. Um, Leighton Janice says, let's talk about Jeff Coates' pick on... On Tony Romo. Okay, I can't remember where we were when we lost you, Jackson. I apologize that the screen uh, that it froze on you there, but they want to ask you about your pick on Tony Romo. Let's talk about that. Yeah, my pick on Tony ball? Romo. Um, you can see me, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, when I that was crazy. This is a crazy story. So when I was at Washington, um, I got to start that game against uh, Dallas when they came to Washington. And super excited being a Dallas kid, being on the play against the team that passed up on me. Uh, didn't They had a chance to draft me uh, and didn't. So so added extra motivation. Well, we had a, we had a play call. They, they did a, a run fake. And so I had to be honest and play the run. I was playing outside linebacker. And they sent the, the running back out. Uh, Joseph Randall, who I know, Oklahoma State guy, they sent him out, and I saw him in the corner of my eye, and I saw Tony Romo backing up, so I spun around, ran to him, because I was supposed to be in coverage. Tony Romo didn't see me, so he threw it out there, lobbed it out there. I just went out and got it. And I caught the ball, and I turned, and I see the end zone, and I'm like, oh, man, all this green grass, I'm going to score. And Joseph Randall grabs all my legs, and I can't spin and get out, but it was a uh, it's pretty really an incredible moment being a Dallas kid and being able to get a pick against the Cowboys. While you're talking, I was trying to real quickly look up your stats in the CFL. Doesn't look like you you do have a pick in the CFL back in 2017. Is that his my first year against Montreal? Yeah, okay. Tell me about that pick. 
Well, that was just a pick I dropped in the coverage. Um, I forgot who was playing quarterback for Montreal at the time. But I dropped in the coverage um, in a spot that quarterbacks wouldn't know that I would be dropping because I showed like I was rushing, dropped back, just was in a blind in a blind spot or in a spot that he wouldn't see. So he tried to throw it to his receiver. I'm standing right there, so I catch it one hand and spin around. And obviously, my return skills weren't that great, so got a couple yards and I was down. But got it back for our offense, and I think they were able to score. Yeah, well, you guys aren't used to that situation, but my guess is it might have been Tanner Marsh or maybe, hey, maybe it was Johnny Manziel. Who knows? Well, you would remember if it was Manziel, but they've had a million quarterbacks. Yeah, I would remember for sure. It was, uh, what's his name? He played, well, I think we had signed him in the offseason, and he ended up retiring. Um, yeah. I think he played at Saturday. He played were in uh, Montreal. He played, where else? I'm just, I'm having a hard time remembering. We'll sort it out. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll look it up. Eric Thomas watching on YouTube says, Jackson is an outstanding individual. Happy he represents the best league in professional sports. Uh, John Ohm in Winnipeg says, Jackson Jeffcoat is top class on and off the field. Jeff, the Stamps fan watching in Calgary, wants to know who you feel is the best offensive tackle in the CFL that you've gone up against. That's the offensive tackle in the CFL that I've gone up against. That's a good question. I think um, the best Canadian guy that I've gone against um, is probably uh, Van Zyl. He's one of the best guys that I've gone against. Ultimate competitor. He's fun to play against. He changes it up. He's fun. Um, to be honest, I haven't played them in games, so I'll, I'll, I'll give who I've played in games. But uh, Yoshi and uh, Stanley. Our two right and left tackle, they're incredible. They're fun. I mean, they make a game easy when you go against them every day. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, some, they're people that I really enjoy going against, and I think they're obviously the best. Um, and I don't know if that's a biased comment or just the truth, but I think it's the truth. No. Uh, there's another no, guy no, that I, I enjoy going against I didn't get to go against uh, this year was, is Derek Dennis. Uh, I see he just signed at Calgary, so I'm excited that he's back. We'll be excited to get to go against him again. I wondered if the bone crusher was going was gonna to make your list. Uh, by the way, the podcast Rouge Radio is watching, and they say it was Darian Durant that you picked Darian in Darian Durant, that is the name. Thank there you. you. Go. I, knew, Thank you. I knew that our, that our viewers would rally, Jackson. Hey, listen, we got to run because Chris Cyborg's coming on next, and I do not want to keep her waiting. Um, but just tell me, what are those meetings like with Willie, those D-line meetings in Winnipeg? Because, again, people see him jumping around all the time, but he's also all business a lot of the time, too. What's he like in those meetings? He's always locked in. He's always, always ready to go. Um, having Coach Patterson and having me, Willie, Jake Thomas in that room, it's a, there's, a, there's a lot of guys that know what they're talking about. We got a, lot, a, big, a good veteran group, so... We're able to help the young guys um, with a, a vet perspective and really help coach them up and get them right. And we also, we, we feed off each other and get each other better. So we correct each other positively. Um, if it's something that doesn't need to be said in front of the group, we say it to each other. We get, we go one-on-one -on -one and talk about it. But um, it's fun. Willie, Willie always has some input. 
for on, on game plan type stuff or just running games. And it's, it's fun to have guys that have different views or able to bounce ideas off of each other. Well, it shows on the field. Jackson, uh, big fan here. I appreciate the time. Uh, good luck with the rest of the offseason. Good luck with the three-peat, more importantly. And uh, have a great weekend. Thank you, Rod. Thanks for having me on. Jackson Jeffcoat of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, but we're promoting Saturday night's Women's World Fighting Championships in Calgary, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. I'll be there for Palace Athena's first big pro card. And Chris Cyborg will be on hand for it. She's joining us next, the MMA legend. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Flame Tech Football Friday continues from South Florida. It's our last show here in South Florida before heading to Calgary for Saturday night's Palace Athena Women's World Fighting Championships. And we'll be broadcasting two weeks of shows from the Gray Eagle beginning Monday. Now, Chris Cyborg is not on the card for Saturday night's fights, but she is in for a meet and greet. She's obviously, well, I'm interested to know why she's coming to Calgary for Palace Athena's first pro fighting card, and she joins us from Cowtown today, uh, MMA legend. Hey, Chris, welcome to the RP Show. How you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for everyone watching. Thank you for covering the exception. I'm really, I'm really happy to be here. You know, the opportunity for me, I always would like to support women's MMA. Thank you for having me here. Well, it's a true pleasure for me to have you on the program and get a chance to interview you, Chris. And I think everybody's excited to know that you're going to be at Gray Eagle for the event. What's your role with these fighters uh, here this weekend in Calgary? I believe it's going to be great fights. And I feel like, uh, you know, I always want to have something support women's MMA. For me, I always pleasure be here, you know, and the support the women's MMA. This is a, the first goal I have in my career is making the sport better for women's MMA. Not just thinking my, about myself, but open the door for another young girls coming to compete. And in the Palestina is going to have it to, uh, tomorrow some girls from Brazil too. So the the country I'm from, and it's very nice. This is so young, you know. They have a, you see their eyes, you know, shining when they interview them. So this is special for me because you see, you, you see how it's special too. You know, the Palestina giving the opportunity for girls. And you see, is 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 no no price to pay this. You know, it's very special. Girls from France, Italy, Brazil, Canada, America—truly a global yeah. sport, obviously. And we had Manuela on yesterday. It's her it's her pro debut on Saturday, and she didn't seem nervous. Do you remember yours? What do you remember about your pro debut? You know, the beginning, I was ne not nervous too because I didn't know how it was going to be in the first fight. Uh, for me, it was always everything new. And especially when you're a teenager, when you're young, you don't think about what is going to happen after. You just think of the moment now. So uh, I believe you just uh, have some butterflies in your stomach a little bit, you know, think about uh, how is it going to be. Like, I, need, I want to win. I want to do my best. But the moment we step, step inside the octagon, this is change. You know, you wear it, just, just look like you're in the gym doing your training. So I hope she's doing well. I do the, you know, she's, 
did a great there. You just have to trust your training and your partners, coaches, everything in the gym. It's interesting you say that. So it's basically no difference between a pro fight versus your amateur fights. But is it really the same as training? Like once you get in there, I would think when that gate closed, that door closes behind you, there is a change though. You realize that you're not sparring anymore and you're not in the gym. There must be a little of that. You know, I think at the moment you then call your name before going to the octagon, you, you just think about your opponents. Like, and then when, okay, because now as you're doing the social media and you see your opponent sometimes in a hotel walk around and you're with the team, because everybody's strong and have the team behind you, you walk around the hotel. So when it's time, the time to fight, and close the octagon, and just gonna be you and her. And it's both human beings training, who's the training hardest, who have the best plan to the fight finish, or finish the fight. So it's, it's, you feel different. When you face off inside the octagon, it's different. So you, you know you're doing this every day. Of course, it, you you know it's no sparring in the gym, but you know you, you're gonna make your the best for you win the fight. But it's, you feel you feel more comfortable the moment they close the door for you and this year your opponent there you know it's it's like you, are you training for that you ready are you uh, are you coaching fighters now and are you coaching fighters this weekend no i don't have any athlete mind from here but you know i have some girls because we do an uh mma event in brazil cyber nation and sea fights and we did the last uh, october only women's fight you know the card is only women's and for October pink and have some girls going to come to the fight here. And for me, make me very happy, you know, see the opportunities, the girls already open, have a lot of girls come from the my show, we go on other shows. This is nice, you know, the sport just grow. But this one, now I just going to watch and, you know, the girls doing the best show for all the people going to watch. And let's see, I'm very excited. Good for you. I'm very, I'm very excited too. And tonight there is a meet and greet with Chris at the Alt Hotel, Calgary East Village, six to nine p.m. Everybody, welcome to come down and chat MMA and get your photo taken with her and autograph. The viewers have some questions. Chris um, Tacona in Winnipeg says, "What is it like waiting all day to fight? What's the anticipation like on fight day?" God, that's a very good question. You know, every fighter have a different different idea how you stay, you know, before the, the one day you wait for the fight. I like to stay in my room. I don't like to be around a lot of people. You know, my team, know I, I, I eat, I lunch in my room. I have my food in my room. I stay all day in my room, concentrate, focus to my fights. I like to praise. I like to sing. I like to pray. You know, I like to remember, think about putting the fight in my mind, see what I'm going to do in the fight. So, but some, some people, I have some friends, they like to play video game. They like to stay with their friends. They talk. Like every fighters have a different way to prepare the, the day the fight and you know your mind and you'll be focused to the fight. Some people just it's different, different fighters, different way. Uh Chris, Grand Slam champion, the only fighter, male or female, to hold titles with four major mixed martial arts promotions. And I'd just like to ask you about your career right now. What is the latest? What's next? Where are you at in terms of your competition? You know, I believe soon they're going to announce my date, my fight. You know, I'm not allowed to announce, but, you know, it's not too far. And I'm very excited. I'm going to defend my title for a third time in Bellator. And third or fourth, and I'm not make sure. But, you know, I'm going to defend my title again. And I'm very excited, very happy. You know, I'm healthy, training, and just to wait. And maybe it's going to be Katzengano. I'm not sure it's signing contract yet. 
but I'm very happy for the next fight. You currently hold the Bellator featherweight title, correct? You currently yes. have it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you. Let me just ask you this. I was said this off the start of the show that you are an athlete that transcends the sport. You not just MMA fans know you who you are. The whole world knows who you are. Were you comfortable with that? Like, how do you like doing this promotional stuff and traveling around and meeting the fans? Are you comfortable with that, or would you rather just get in the octagon and fight, not worry about that stuff? You know, I think it's, it, this is the part to be a fighter. You know, I think uh, um, I feel my heart this way. I like to go over there and fight, do my best. But you know, I like I like to be around my fans because then you, the person love you, then the person watch your fights, buy your shirt, stop you in the streets, follow you. So when they give it, they, they give so much love for me. So for me, travel around around the world and give support to my fans. For me, it's give the love back what they did for me. And the one thing I have in my whole career in my heart, so I, I hold my career like four titles, different organization. But the main thing in my heart is to be the people champion. You know, be the difference where I'm going. Be the light in the darkness. You know, be the, be the, the hope for everyone when I meet. So it's very, very special when I, I walk around, see my fans, and give it, give it, the, give it the, the support for them too. You know, you can change life doing this. You know, you they, they they can hold this for life. And the title belt you hold for a little bit. They have to change a person, but the, be the champion of people's hearts. This is nobody can take away. So this is the most special for me. Well, good for you, Chris, and also inspiring young people. Have you had any of these female fighters come up to you and say, "I'm fighting because of you, Chris"? Uh, any of the younger yeah. ones? Uh, what's it like being a role? Yeah, what's the what's that feel like? You know, the yesterday I was doing an interview for there's some girls, and then I hear a lot of the girls say, ah, you know, I start fighting after I watch you against Gina Carano. You know, you very, I, I, I want, I want to watch you. I see, I want to be like her. Like it's, it's, it's very, very, very nice. We almost cry, you know. I, I, like it's for me, it's very special because in the beginning I never say, okay, I want to just fight for myself. I want to fight for the woman who made bad opportunity for the sport to grow. You know, for for be better sport for the next next generation. You know, uh, like my daughter. You know, another girls, young girls, want to be a fight. It's going to be better sport because somebody came and did the best they can for us for for the for the sport. And for me, it's special, making me almost want to cry, but making me very emotional. But making really my heart to say, man, I did it right. You know, because this is it's it's very special. The, where at you have to be inspiration for everyone you know and yeah people are gonna copy you so they want to be like you so it, so you need to be a good experience for everyone you know it's it's a lot well, of big responsibility you absolutely are wonderful ambassador for the sport and like i say big thank fan you. here can't wait to meet you tomorrow night thanks for the time and uh, enjoy the weekend in calgary thank you so much guys everyone i'll wait to you guys tomorrow Let's take a together. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll be right by the ring. Chris Cyborg nice. uh, joining us from Calgary, MMA legend. And you can get your tickets at PAWFC.com, Palace Athena's first World Women's Fighting Championships at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We will see you there. Taco Time viewer takeover coming up next. On the way in hour two, Ryan Ballantyne to give us a little stamps flavor. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and you are watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
RP Show continues. We are into a taco time viewer takeover and a lot of wonderful comments coming in regarding our interview with Chris Cyborg. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect it. Let's not forget what we have been doing here for now 674 shows, and that is bringing you uh, the athletes and the newsmakers in sports and showing you a side of them that we didn't know existed. And Chris Cyborg is the latest. Man, you just thought, frankly, that she was a machine. A machine. Frankly, a heartless machine. She was a killer. Friend of mine, Gordy Dean, watching this morning, said she was a beast. Not many women would want to be called a beast. But a title holder in four different MMA fight clubs, eh, maybe she is. That was just awesome. Does that not make you want to go down and meet her tonight at the Alt Hotel in Calgary or come join us at Grey Eagle Saturday night? PAWFC.com right now to get your tickets or watch live streaming Saturday night. There is some sports news this morning that I'll pass your way. Hockey Canada has confirmed Shane Doan as the general manager of Canada's men's hockey team at the Beijing Games, while Claude Julien has been named the head coach. Doan and Julien replaced St. Louis GM Doug Armstrong and Tampa Bay head coach John Cooper, who vacated their positions on the national team when the NHL pulled out of the agreement to send their players to the Olympics. Bad news from the CHL. The Canadian Hockey League has postponed the 2022 CHL-NHL top prospects game due to COVID concerns. The game was originally scheduled to be held February 2nd at Kitchener Memorial Auditorium, home of the OHL's Rangers. The CHL said in a statement today that a new date for the game will be announced at a later time. Tennis star Novak Djokovic faces deportation again over his COVID-19 vaccination status after the Australian government revoked his visa for a second time. Immigration Minister Alex Hawke said this morning he used his ministerial discretion to revoke the 34-year-old Serb's visa on public interest grounds. Raptors are back in action tonight, taking on the Pistons in Detroit. Toronto is looking to bounce back after losing to the Phoenix Suns on Tuesday. Last minute. Last minute of play in hour one. Uh, Ballers Rec Room brings you the Hour One Sports Update. Check out our brand new line of games. Also for the Tap Brewhouse and Drive Through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. So it was a very fast-paced first hour. Not a lot of time for viewer comments. We'll get into those when the Moose joins us next hour in segment two. Talk some NFL playoffs here because the viewers want to get into that. Kenny Gill watching in Pittsburgh says, who day, Rod? Ready for smoking Joe Burrow and my Bengals to rock the jungle tomorrow and give Cincy its first playoff win since 1991. Lots to get into next hour. Stick around after this break here on Game Plus Television. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.